Hi guys, welcome to Crypto Buddy. This is episode one featuring Joe Exotic. And on this podcast today, we're going to be talking about debt, investing, hex, and how crypto has had an impact on our lives. So enjoy the episode. Saw you on that 24-hour stream, and as soon as I as soon as I listened to the story that you said on that 24-hour stream, I was I was like, I've got to get hold of this guy because that was amazing. I was like, <laughs> Did you that? Uh, what did you think about that 24-hour stream? Anyway, uh, it was incredible. I uh, very thankful to be a part of it. That was really great of Hexo to include me in RG3. Um, yeah. You know, I'm pretty new to the crypto community, and I spend a lot of my my free time watching you know nightly hexo and rg3 and discourse are on monday wednesday friday and they've been popping up a lot more now too so that's pretty cool um i used to you know drive a lot and just be looking to waste some time but but do something constructive and when i found hex and then the community that was surrounding it it was it was like a short term dream come true you know to, to get on the 24-hour stream and it was exciting. You know, this is this is a really cool platform for, for all of us hexagons to communicate. And uh, I had a really good time. So and yeah. I, I should also uh, thank Ski Cat as well, because that was an unbelievable donation. He donated me 500,000 hex. Did so that was wow. yeah, that was really incredible. Uh, so I staked that out for 11, 12, 13 and 14 years. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I had a great time. What, what was your uh, experience with it? Um, well, I'd, I'd only just finished work that day, and um, when everyone sort of came online, it was already one o'clock in the morning. I stayed up till about four or five watching it. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was amazing. I thought the guys were doing really well. I looked back on in the morning when I woke up, and they looked like they were kind of hanging a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being up so long. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was amazing. I was waiting for the big payday for a while. Uh, but I, d- I didn't get as much hex as I as I wanted to be fair beforehand. I kind of I kind of didn't really know what I was doing with it until it got to the end. And I was like, ah, oh, click. You know, when you have the epiphany moment, you're like, that's what it does. <laughs> so, so you did you made it in time. You did yeah, stake the it. Last, the build up, the last like uh, two months, I was trying to get as much money into hex as I could and stake it. Uh, but yeah, I feel like I got, I got a decent amount, so that's that was that was all right then. You know, you don't want to miss out there. Yeah, it's a it's a good time to buy still too. I I was anticipating the T share price to maybe double if not more, uh, so it, it did about a one and a half x. So yeah. with the price drop, you know, much more than fifty percent, it's actually as good of a time as I've ever been in it to still get involved. So yeah, I've um, been I've been getting your bit every now and then. Yeah, uh, just to pump it up and do it, yeah, just putting a few uh, five 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 nice uh, <laughs> stakes down. Uh, but when I didn't know what I was doing, I've got like a, a couple of two and three years as well. So all my other ones are five, 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 five. Yeah, it's nice to have some come out every once in a while. You know, you want to see that ladder and and look forward to something every year if you can. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I did. Um. I did one state when my mortgage is renewed. <laughs> so. Oh, so, that's yeah, awesome. Um. Good idea. But yeah, uh, when when I saw you in that twenty four hour stream, you you spoke about uh, debt and, um how Hex had like this really amazing impact on you. And I was just wondering if we could uh, go into that a little bit more. Cause when I, before I got into crypto, I struggled a bit with debt as well. And uh, yeah. it was something that affected me for about six or seven years and trying, and now I'm sort of like nearly seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I am still in debt just to be clear. I'm not debt free. Um, 
Yes, I, I do live a life of no fear of economic insecurity, uh, which I attribute to, you know, mostly to God, to my 12 step program. Um, and, and finding hex allowed me to pay myself in the future. So I, I made my first stake, uh, August 17th, I believe. And it was only a couple days after I was, uh, suicidal and just basically at the bottom of, of my entire life emotionally. Yeah. I had had a brain injury. Um, okay. I died in a car accident where I overdosed on fentanyl. Um, and as an untreated alcoholic, I, I went through the recovery of the brain injury on a lot of different medications. So it ended up making me suicidal. And, um, you know, I, I found Hex for my good buddy, Paul. He, um, you know, asked me if I ever heard of Richard Hart or Hex. And I went home and I, I had just recently bought Chainlink and Ethereum. Um, I was just getting out of the stock market. I was a Robin Hood day trader, you know, um, yeah. you know, spending 16 hours of every day, combing through the different markets, the world news, watching, you know, everything I could find to try to get the latest news so I could buy that and then try to sell it the next day. I, I was flagged as a day trader, which I didn't realize you needed a certain amount of money in your account in order to move in and out of a security more than three times in any given week. So uh, I was looking for something that, you know, didn't have a time frame where you could trade. So it didn't shut down. And uh, I found I found Coinbase. And, um, you know, back then it was a they were only holding my funds for seven days. So I had I had just gotten into that the week before. So that night, August 17th, I had a little bit of money to move over. And, uh, you know, I I like to do things, get into things and work them how they're designed. So. Yeah. When I saw that Hex was designed to stake for a maximum of 5,555 days, I, I just did that. And so it was uh, really cool what happened to me. I had a, you know, I wanted to see that stake come out. I made it for my daughters. I made it for my two little girls. And, you know, being in this suicidal state of mind that I was, um, I didn't know if I was going to be around. But the, you know, by the grace of God, by through my, my, my close-knit fellowship, through the 12-step program, and then uh, you know, having the ability to pay myself in the future, it gave me a, a, a new outlook on life. And, um, you know, I, I have been in debt, uh, when I made, you know, minimum wage and I've been in debt when I've made six figures and it, it seems to scale up. So I had a terrible feel a fear of financial insecurity when I was making six figures and, spending more than I was bringing in. And, you know, I learned a lot through that process. So I'm looking forward to, to sharing that tonight, you know, what my particular experience was with that. Okay. Um, yeah, because I've, I've uh, me with my, uh, with me with my dad, um, I took on a project with me and my friend and uh, no, no bill was under a thousand pound. And then you know, you kind of, I kind of used my credit card and I was like, I'll, I'll subsidize that, I'll subsidize that. And I never managed to pull anything out really and I ended up in more debt than I could pay each month and your standard of living just goes down and when I got into cryptocurrencies I just started to put in a little bit every now and then and you're, you're cutting up a little bit do you have any um background programs open that you could close or anything uh, you yeah, could do close a few one sec is that better it could be on my end as well Telegram as well. Is that better? Can you hear me? 
Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure that I could hear everything you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So my, my, my story with that was I took on a project with my friend. We did a pub uh, in Brighton, uh, UK, and every every uh, bill was a thousand pound or more. And I took on more debt than I can actually pay. And this, my standard of living just went down. So I got into crypto, uh, but I didn't start off with Hex when um, I first, first got into this, but I'm into Hex now. And I think... I think it's it's going to make me a lot of money in the meantime. Um, I love the fact that you can just sit back and have it staked and you get paid every day. I think that's amazing. Um, and just to let you know, we've got you've got some amazing support in this chat, by the way. Um, I can show you a few of the things that people are saying, if you can see the stream. So, uh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I can see it. it. I've never used uh, Restream before, so this is pretty cool because all the different chats are coming through on here. They are, yeah. It's really and cool. You've got, you got some amazing support in there. Um, so, uh, Can you ask them, if, or if everybody in the chat, can you let us know, is, is Crypto Buddy, is he cutting out or is it maybe just on my end? Because I'm still having trouble hearing you. I know sometimes um, if it continues, maybe just, just while you're talking and uh wouldn't be ideal but maybe just shut the video off leave the audio on sound oh, is yeah. fine sounds fine oh it's on my end okay it's on my end okay um yeah so i um all right so, so sorry covered. about that guys thank you <laughs> sorry. um yeah so i just, I just i've had i've got a few questions sort of ready for you and you sort of answered a few of them with um with uh, what you've just told us, um, which is an amazing story, which is why I had to get hold of you on that 24 hour stream. But uh, do you want to tell us a little bit more of like maybe what uh, debt had an impact on your life and your experience with it? Like did, did it ever sort of like- Yeah, absolutely. Um, and did it ever sort of, when did it, what, what point did you get to when you yeah. decided- Give me one wow. second, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disconnect and then re- I'm okay. gonna disconnect and I'll reconnect. I'll be right back, all right? Hopefully that yeah, works yeah. better. Is that, is that bad? Yeah, I have um, I have funny internet at my house for some reason. Um, I I still haven't figured it out. I usually shut my modem off and restart it before I go live. I didn't do that tonight, so I switched over to another another signal. But uh, did you did you ask just to give a little bit of uh my experience with with being in debt and yeah, sort of, sort of like uh when your experience with debt um. At what point did you realize it's sort of an impact on your life and did it did it like lead to anything or contribute to anything um yeah i heard you say you was in a 12-step program if you could explain maybe a bit of that did you reckon it contributed towards that or yeah um i think i always i came i grew up um from a very wealthy family and i, I was very um spoiled right and I, and I didn't know that what we had i didn't realize you know, how hard my dad worked and, and what a major impact he had made for our family. Um, I was always trying to keep up with, with somebody else that had more. So from the time I was young, um, you know, I was always spending more than I was making. And, and I got into the good thing about what I did was I got into credit cards when I was young. Um, and I got a few credit cards from 18, 19, 20 years old. And that helps to build credit. So I got into credit cards. It, it didn't matter if, um, if I started to make more money, I would simply just start to spend more. And the feeling of it, of being in debt was overwhelming. 
um, to the point where I got married in 2015. And um, I had recently been in twenty to thirty thousand dollars credit card debt in that year before that, and that was because of uh, my poor decisions with with basically drugs. Um, I used to have a thousand dollar a day habit with opioids, and um, so in you know less than thirty days, I spent thirty thousand dollars and and nothing to show for it afterwards. Uh, I, I did thankfully clean up my act and you know, stopped doing drugs back then, um, for a little while, but I was still drinking. And so at that time I was a marketing director. I did website development, search engine optimization for a, a manufacturing company in the Northeast. And, uh, you know, I always wanted to make more. And when the opportunity presented itself that the general manager of the facility left, I was promoted to the general manager. I had a six figure income. I made a bonus of half that sometimes. Um, so what I'd love to get through to anybody, you know, that's, that's just starting out maybe is, um, just like what happened with big payday with hex. Um, yeah. I was counting my chickens before they hatched. So I was always thinking that the amount of money that I was made was incrementally going up. So, you know, the, the thing that's just out of reach for me that I should be saving to purchase, but I buy on my credit cards. I went through with that purchase thinking that I'm this waterfall, this snowball of money is just going to keep growing and growing. And so instead of saving anything, um, I continued to buy, you know, vacations, um, expensive dinners, just, you know, any, just wasting the money really. And, um, and never happy either, never comfortable, always looking at my Excel sheet. You know, I had a Excel sheet for my finances that had my income to my, uh, to my debt, you know, what was due on what day and all of my different bills, what, what do they add up to? And I just would, I remember coming home and, and staring at that, um, for, for hours daily. And it was a, a terrible place to be. It was, it was living in fear. And, um, I get that. Yeah. I think that, <laughs> excuse me. I think the, the great thing about my, you know, my story of what I, what I'm grateful for is the the dynamic arc in it right it's um i had to go to my absolute bottom in order to be open to find god i felt like i was cursed um i felt like all the pieces in my life that put me together had all simultaneously fallen apart and then i would blame god and i would you know i was not thankful i wasn't grateful i wasn't helping other people I was really just all about me, just me, me, me. And what can somebody do for me? When is someone going to help me? When are things going to get better for me? Um, and thankfully, you know, being in that beaten down state, uh, mentally, emotionally, I was able to open up and ask for help. I, I went to a 12 step program. I won't say which one in particular it's against our credo, but, uh, you know, it's a very well known one. It's helped millions and millions of people stay sober. They're all very similar. And what I did was I asked for the help of, of my sponsor. I went up and I, you know, told them that I was, had accepted that I was an alcoholic and that I was willing to do anything that it took to remain sober. And, you know, God started to open up right there to me. There was enough uh, similarities between my story and my sponsor's story that I got pulled into this unbelievable brotherhood, this fellowship of men who, had a lot of sobriety under their belts and and wanted to share that with me. 
and they wanted to do it for free. You know, there was, it was the opposite of what I was used to. There's no, there's no course that you can buy, you know, to get sober. It's, um, it's by the help of other alcoholics and, and the way that you stay sober, remain sober is that you give that away also for free. So, um, you know, I attribute my sanity and my sobriety to my 12 step program and to God and, you know, God works through people. And as I was just learning about through that 12 step program, how to let go of my financial insecurity, I was brought on to hex. I was, it was, the timing was, you know, perfect. So I was exposed to this financial tool that was in the, on the ground floor. You know, I, I got in at um, a quarter of a penny and yeah, bought it up to a third of a penny and was buying as much as I could. And just seeing the daily interest that I was accruing, it made me want to stop smoking marijuana. I had a, a, a medical marijuana card that I've had for years and, you know, most recently needed it for sleep and um you know i was on all kinds of medications and the, the last one that i didn't drop um was marijuana so i was paying 300 dollars a year just for the card and then spending you know six seven hundred dollars a month easily on the marijuana and i, and I love marijuana right I'm, I don't, I'm not here to talk bad about it um but i love being sober you know and and not having alcohol not having marijuana and, you know, I'm, I still have a long way to go. There's still days like, you know, yesterday being Thanksgiving, I, I was alone. Uh, I wasn't with my girls and with my wife, you know, we're still trying to figure out if we're going to stay together, how we're going to do that. And, you know, times, times aren't easy. And so, um, you know, I kind of isolated yesterday and, um, you know, yesterday was tough, but I didn't drink and I'm in a much better position going forward, you know, to help other people. So, I attribute, um, I attribute Hex, I give Hex the credit and Richard Hart the credit for allowing me to think so far in the future. Um, like I said, I believe in God and, and God is first and foremost what saved me. And, you know, he works through people. And Richard is a very intelligent man. And he reminds me when I was younger um, you know, I used to hold no punches and say whatever came to mind and I love to argue. So he reminds me a lot of me and he looks exactly like my best friend. Um, one of my best friends growing up and those two things combined with the guy that told me about it, who is a man of God, who I look up to a great dear, a great, great amount. He's my dear friend today. Uh, all these pieces just kind of came together in synchronicity and allowed me to be open and and explore this uh financial mechanism that is hex so yeah that's um you know that's pretty much it that's amazing um how how long have you been sober for now how am i what how, how long have you been sober for now have you uh reached the target days or how long have, how long have i been sober or how long have i been into hex how long have you been sober sober um, since January 8th of 2020. So working on 11 months coming up. That's amazing. Well done. For that, so man. My... Thank you. I've, I've got, um, I've got, yeah, friends. so it's, um, I've, I've got a friend that's just reached cut. six years. Oh, wow. 
that might be my internet yeah it's um it gets a little bit easier sometimes you know and and there's the time from one year to 36 years you know is it's the same it's all one day at a time it's any one of us can screw up and not have the support system not be putting in the work and go back you know immediately because alcoholism is a progressive disease you know i i've had four years under my belt before when i was in college i earned my master's degree in entertainment business i went to school for recording arts music business a graduated salutatorian uh, gave the commencement speech at graduation had perfect attendance at a 3.96 gpa and all the time I, I wasn't drinking and you know i was just lucky um i just you know it's a cunning baffling powerful disease and i attributed that that i could you know i because i didn't drink for so long i thought that i wasn't an alcoholic i thought that i was smarter than everybody else and stronger i had more willpower and you know these these guys in these rooms they're i'm just smarter than them i just have something they don't and this was my insane alcoholic mind lying to me you know telling me that i would be okay and it was progressive so when i went back to drinking um about 10 years went by after college and i i didn't get in any trouble i didn't have any problems i was drinking at home and um then everything began to spiral out of control you know uh i was in a different job where i I didn't enjoy it. I wasn't able to be creative. Um, the ability to move up seemed like a lie. It seemed like I was recruited for this purpose that wasn't really there. And, you know, mix that with having kids, getting married, getting a house, you know, dog and two cats and, you know, two beautiful cars. Like, yeah, lots of stress. And um, I remember walking around my house that I'm in right now one night and just saying, like, is this it? You know, God, like, I had the proverbial American dream and I was I was not content. I was not happy, you know, and that's because I, I wasn't doing anything to help anybody else. Yeah, well, man, that's, man, that's a powerful story that you've just shared with us as well, man. That's amazing. That is, how like you're so open. I thought that's uh, um, have you always have you always been that open? <laughs> Stories just uh for the most part yeah i mean typically what i'm open about is, is different things that people are really engaged in and enjoy and i don't have to look like um you know i did something that i'm ashamed of or embarrassed but i've spent the last year and a half in a lot of different groups therapies because of my head injury because of my brain injury and i know that sometimes people don't like to start talking until somebody else does and I found that I my story can impact a lot of other people in a very positive way. Yeah. So I enjoy, you know, telling it now and, and going to the 12 step program all the time that I do, you know, sharing is a big part of it. And after you share for a little, you know, share, try to share once a meeting if you can. And then um, I was actually able to chair the monthly meetings on starting on Sundays a couple months ago. And then they allowed me to do the important Friday night meeting. And, you know, it's a, it's a blessing and I, and I really enjoy it. And I know that, um, I know that honesty goes a long way. And I think that I've experienced every type of hell that there is on this earth from the time I was a little boy till most recently. So I enjoy, 
you know, being able to to tell my story and let somebody else know that if they've, you know, if they've been at their bottom, if they've been through any sort of, um, you know, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, um, you know, I've been there, I can relate. And uh, it's important that everybody knows that they're not alone. So I wanted to come out into this community, in the Hex community, because of David Feder. Um, he, his video about um, paying off his student loans really hit home to me. Okay. And I was just, I was just sitting back on this, um, you know, name that I came up with Joe Hexotic that I thought if I was going to do something for the Hex community, I would do it under this name. <laughs> and then David came out with his story. Um, a couple days later, I met Maddie Allen in a chat room at this in discourse syndicate. And Maddie is so creative and has so many ideas and he's got so much that he's put into the Hex community that, again, it was like all the pieces fell into place that there's definitely something bigger at work, you know, and um, I just want to make sure that my contribution to this community revolves around community service, God, helping others, because um, that's, that's what's helped me. You know, I, I had it all um, on paper and I was miserable. You know, and now I don't have much, um, and I'm I'm happy. So I got a long way to go still. You know, I, I'd like to have both again. I'd like to have my family back, my girls back, my wife back, and you know, I'd love to to see Hex keep you know pumping and mooning. And um, but what's cool about this whole what's cool about this whole trip is I have inner strength now, and I have a community that I can fall back on. And it's not just the fellowship that I'm a part of. It's every night there's something going on in the Hex community where, you know, I can be involved in a chat and people, you know, they know my name and I know theirs. And, um, you know, it's great to be a part of it. Sorry. Sorry, I just had my dog just came over to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, like you, I've seen that in the Hex community, you're really like loads of people say good stuff about you in the chat that I've noticed. Um, even on the 24-hour stream, as soon as you spoke about your story, it was just positive comments all the way through. And I've no, I've noticed that the Hex community just has, I think it is by far one of the best communities that I've seen to do with crypto. Every, everything is so positive. Um, and yeah, like, well, even, even right now, we've got 76 people watching. And I imagine most of those are people that are investing in Hex. Uh, it's just so positive it's such a good feel um and man you're yeah you've, you've answered most of my questions already <laughs> <laughs> well i guess um uh, something that i thought about because we, we talked a little bit before you and i about what we were going to discuss and um you know i mentioned building credit and how important that was um yeah. and i know a lot of our our community is is maybe my age or older um, but there are some younger guys and uh, it's important that when you're 18, you know, you, you start building your credit and, and you don't need to max out your cards to do that. You just need to get an account one every year, keep that account open, keep the, um, the debt low. So, you know, try to never be over 20%. If you can even be under 10%, that's even better. And, and try to start thinking about paying yourself in the future now. And, and hex is the perfect mechanism to supplant that, you know, idea into our minds that, yeah. It's not about instant gratification. Um, I've had everything that this life can give you instantly. Um, you know, I didn't struggle with girls when I was in high school. I liked to fight and I usually won. I was smart when I went to college. 
Um, if we were drinking or doing drugs, I was, you know, getting them easy and doing the most of them. So I lived, you know, a, a you know, proverbial rock star life and it made me absolutely miserable. And I do have two little girls and the best thing that I could teach them is, is financial intelligence. And the reason that I bring up credit, um, is because you, you know, unless you come from a very wealthy family, when you go to buy a car, or you go to buy a house, um, you're going to need credit. And, you know, getting married, my wife and I, it was, it was a great thing that I had the credit available that I did, that I had the credit score. Um, I just wish that I didn't get into debt afterwards. Once I had all my bases covered, once I had the house and the cars, and once we were settled, then I started wasting my money on frivolous things. And and that's why now I'm really glad to have Hex is, um, you know, every nickel and dime that I can get into it is paying my future self and my family's future self. And it's a beautiful mechanism to live by. Yeah. Agree with that, man. Um, there's, there's loads of people in this chat that are saying about, uh, about credit, saying about you pretty much have to have credit to get anywhere. Um, you've got... Yeah, I'm still repaying my credit. I just got out of debt. Um, that's Bizot. Um, yeah, I is I, in I, the U UK. Is is credit different over there? Yeah. So I um the the when I got in debt, it was mostly with credit cards, um, and I fell for the trap where you know when you get like the one or two years free on the credit card, interest free. Uh, so I never really saw it as a problem until it was a major problem, uh, which really screwed me because, like, you know, you end up trying to you end up trying to pay that back, live your normal lifestyle uh, when it has this massive impact. And you know, I, I had I had sleepless nights with debt, worrying if I'm going to be able to pay it or not. And it, it takes a massive toll. And you end up, I, I ended up going out, you know, in you end up not doing things that you could and want to do because you're afraid of whether you're going to be able to afford them. Like, and if in the month's time, you're going to be able to pay your credit card bill. Uh, but since I've joined, um, start, since I started investing in crypto, I, I started off doing, you know, like 10 pound side, 20 pound side, 50, 100, and I slowly built it up. And now I can safely say that I'm, I'm pretty much like one month away or two months away from being completely debt free with through wow. the power of crypto. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's been such a hard slog. It's I don't recommend it for anyone, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's I've I, I went a slightly different route. Um, I started off like everyone, you know, you get into Ethereum or Bitcoin first. Uh, but I kind of went towards the TRX side of things and ended up going through Bankroll, um, which is a DeFi project. Uh, and I pulled quite, I've made quite a lot on that, and that paid a massive chunk out. And I, I think I think everyone uh, benefited from the Uni token drop, didn't they, through MetaMask? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that helped. As Absolutely. That, um, I, man I managed to sell. I think I got about, uh, I think I got two thousand four hundred dollars from that. Uh, uni token drop, which was good. That's incredible. That's approximately what I got too. Yeah, that was a good feeling. Yeah, um, when that 
when when that happened, um, I was I had just been to a meeting that that Saturday morning before, and I decided that I wanted to go adopt a puppy, and so I went down to what I thought was a shelter, and outside they have these big signs, adoption, save a puppy. So I I walked in with my mom, and I you know I find this puppy that I I thought was beautiful, and I asked to hold her, and uh, I know I'm holding her, and I fell in love with her, and I said, okay, well, how much is the adoption fee? And the woman kind of laughed and she's like, uh, this, this puppy's not up for adoption. I was like, well, what do you call it? Like a donation fee? And she's like, no, this, there, this is a retail store that the adoption, the, you know, the donated, the adoptive dogs are in the back. And, um, so I had already fell in love with this dog and, you know, I'm in, I'm not in the position. I was actually not even back in my home at the time. Um, I was out of my home because of COVID. And, um, so I, I, I was, I'm unemployed as well through COVID, I'm not living at home. And I, I thought that the best thing that I could do to, was to get a puppy because my wife and my girls and I were not all a family at that time. So, um, I ended up saying that I would take the dog and, um, they, she said the dog starts at $2,200 and I said, like, wow, okay, I'll take her. And then she's like, well, I said, starts at, but this one is 2,600. And so I said, cause you know, I can't say no, I'm just the way I am. I, I fell in love with the puppy. I, I figured it would work out. So I, that was that Saturday. And that morning meeting was led by a woman named Iris. And um, so Iris led this really great 12-step meeting. In that meeting, this guy shared about, you know, just believing, having faith in God. And not that God is going to materialize into money, but sometimes, some places just crazy things happen with money if you just believe. And so when I walked into that place to get my dog, the woman that helped me, her name was also Iris. And I've never met another Iris in my entire life. So my puppy is a blue healer. Um, you know, I, that's the type of dog she is, an Australian cattle dog. And she has a big white spot on her head, like, like the third eye. So um, I wanted to name her Iris. And, you know, I had to figure out how I was going to come up with $2,600 and so that was on a saturday and then wednesday i was actually i used to go i couldn't pick her up till thursday and every day i wanted to go and visit her and hang out with her so i did for a couple you know a couple times each day i'd go and spend 15 20 minutes with her and and just cuddle with her and hug her and you know i couldn't wait to bring her home and and then like the realization hit me on wednesday of how uh irresponsible this was financially that i was just like this was just ridiculous. I didn't have three hundred dollars, never mind twenty six hundred dollars, you know. So um, I that was a Wednesday, and I was, had tears in my eyes as I was driving back, and I was going to tell them that I I couldn't take the dog, and I was sorry. And then I went, you know, to hold Iris for the last time, and you know I couldn't do it. I couldn't say that I wasn't going to take her. Um, so the next, I just believed that like I don't know what's going to happen, but something will happen. It'll get figured out. And so that was on a Wednesday. On Thursday, the next day, I went to pick up Iris. They let me pick her up at like three o'clock in, in the afternoon. And at 8 p.m. that night, I got news of the uni drop, which was, you know, 400 coins at approximately $3 each at that time. And thank, thank God my Coinbase account was locked because when it's locked, you can't, you, you can't take anything out. And because I had been overextending myself continuously, they kept locking my account. So, I would have sold those coins immediately for twelve hundred dollars, 
but because my Coinbase account was locked, I sold them 24 hours from then for $2,550. So it was unbelievable. You know, it was exactly the money, pretty much exactly the money that I needed to get Iris. And, you know, the, it's those things, those things happen in my life a lot. And, you know, that amount of, um, of coincidence is just so improbable, all those things to fall into place like that, that, you know, that's why I have a lot of faith today. And I'm glad, glad we sold it when we did, because I see the comments, it just went crashing after that, you know, we got out at the right time. It hasn't even come back. Well, I think it, I think it hit $4 the other day, but it hasn't hit the five and a half like it has before. Um, so I think we sold it at a good time. Although it did, it did pump up to eight dollars, I think, at one point, didn't it? Yeah, that'd have been amazing to get that one up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I on the, on the uh, when that uh, uni drop happened, I was literally getting ready because my my second credit card, which I which I was um, which I paid off with the uni tokens, I was just getting ready because the interest was just about to start on it. So it was it came for me at a good time as well because I was thinking hey, in two weeks' time I was like oh so I'm gonna have to pay a little bit more this time because the interest is gonna start got the uni drop and I was like paid off <laughs> so it's really really good, <laughs> really good timing for me as well um, that's incredible uh, yeah I've got um so who's coming I've got a uh, little husky come here buddy are you not gonna say hello no <laughs> he's shy. <laughs> no. um, nice um yeah so should we um should we sort of move on to uh is it is it only hex that you're invested in like as a crypto project it is um yeah I, in the meantime i've traded um you know i i traded a stupid amount of money um consistently while i was waiting to get into hex because uh, Coinbase would hold my funds. So I've owned and made money off of the top 25 coins, everything except for Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. Um, I did very well, you know, made, made dollars, not thousands of dollars, but like while I was waiting, made a little bit, kept creeping up, was making like three to 6% a day. Um, and, you know, I got into the habit. I got full of myself and egotistical and thought like what is i used to um try to read as much about every coin that i could before i bought any of it i, I loved a project like ethereum or Chainlink. i love the nostalgia of bitcoin you know so those what i was really like big on i had a you know a future plan to, to be a holder of those coins and then i would get into to smaller coins um like orchid and um, Stellar Lumens, and, and I would really like to learn about the projects that I thought had a good, a good spin on things. And and then the trader mentality, the egotistical, selfish, you know, mindset came over me that I'm, I'm so good at this, like I can't lose. That I I bought Wi-Fi, and as it started to go down, it started to dump. I didn't even do my due diligence and look why. I just thought, oh, it'll pop back up tomorrow. It'll pop back up back tomorrow. And it just kept going down. And then finally, six days into the dump, I looked and there was a, you know, a hack or a, an insider job. And I just felt like such an idiot that, you know, here I go again, like thinking I'm better than I am at something than I really am. And so I own just Ethereum today. And the only reason I own Ethereum is to buy more hacks. 
a good plan at the moment, to be fair. It's a good price. So I, I don't own anything else. Okay. Um, I, uh, I've, no, I've noticed that there's, still been, there? there's been quite a lot of hacks on the uh, food tokens, hasn't there? You're freezing <laughs> up. Can you hear me now? Crypto buddy, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Um, can you hear me now? I'm uh, apparently they can still hear us. By is that? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me okay? I, I think I can hear you. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to say... Uh, Everybody can hear us. They're saying in the chat, but we, <laughs> we can't hear each other. It's just five minutes of me and you saying we can't hear each other. Um, yeah, people are saying they're still watching uni tokens go down to $2. So what, what about you? What kind of... Uh, what kinds of crypt... Yeah, it, it's a little choppy, but I can hear you. Okay. Um, I'm I'm into. What are you into? Uh, so I, I hold um, hold a bit of Ethereum. Um, I've got quite a bit of Hex. Uh, I'm in Balancer, and um, on the Tron side, I'm in Bankroll, and that's pretty much. I wonder if I watch it on D Live, would I be able to hear better? I don't know. Try it. So that we're holding. Yeah. So the, the crypto that I'm holding, I'm holding Ethereum. Um, mainly because I was getting into Hex at the time. I've got into Balancer. Um, and on the Tron side, I'm in Bankroll, which is um, the one thing that I'm into on the Tron side. And then I also hold a few other current, a few other currencies in, <clears throat> in my Binance at the moment. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, what uh you go through binance yeah I was, I was just about to ask you what what do you go what would you recommend you go through I especially in america i think you don't you have to use binance us in america Ooh. if you use binance i i don't know because i only use coinbase and, and they used to keep my funds locked up for seven days now they keep it locked up for 14 days i thought it was because i was misusing the system but then i onboarded my father and they hold his money for 14 days also. He's in another state. So I've used um, Wire one time when I was down in Florida. But that, that's a $500 a week maximum, um, which would be you know more than enough if I wasn't trying to get in at the end for, for big payday. Yeah. So um, I, I can't really recommend a great on-ramp for fiat in the United States. There just isn't one. Yeah. I, see. I, I use... Um... I do use Binance, but I have no, no, someone here has just put not, um, not your keys, not your crypto. But today I can officially say that I did buy a ledger today. So, nice. <laughs> so cold storage would be coming my way. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know here, like, I've had a few friends that I've got into crypto here and I've always said to them the best way to buy it is go through Binance. Um, I noticed that Coinbase did their classic of when Bitcoin pumps, it goes down <clears throat> again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's got to be scary for somebody that's just getting in. You know, that's got to be very scary. 
yeah i know like you know you put you put your money in something and suddenly you can't access it like that's just crazy isn't it so the whole the whole market is pretty scary you know i remember the first time that i sent ethereum to my metamask from coinbase i was just kind of dumbfounded that this was all going to work that i'm going to send this money through the air and it's going to pop up over here and if i mess up any one of these numbers i didn't even think about copying and pasting it i actually <laughs> typed it all out and i had to double check it and triple check it and so i mean i was a complete noob and i, I was freaked out and, it, and it, i think it might have actually been a bitcoin transaction or something my first one doing because it took a very long time and yeah. um you know i just remember thinking like I told my mom about hex and told her, you know, I, I spent a few hundred dollars getting into this hex and it seems like, you know, 25% of it just kind of goes up in the air is like the angel share because there's Ethereum fees, there's a staking price, there's a, the amount of money to send it from one to another. And, you know, I was making um, very small stakes without the realization that, you know, a $3 in gas doesn't make a lot of sense for a $10 stake. Yeah. So, so I need to kind of keep in, in mind gas prices. So it's a lot to put your faith in. And, you know, once you get the hang of it and see it work, it's you, I can build trust in it. And then I've had, um, you know, transactions get get stuck and I try to speed them up and then nothing happens. And in fact, sometimes they come back um, as a failed transaction. I lose my ETH. I lose my gas. So it's been a, you know, it's been a learning curve and now I feel like I'm, you know, I have, I have too much confidence because it's any little mistake. Like, thank God there's copy and paste of the ETH addresses because <laughs> without that, I don't know how we would do business, you know? Mm. Every, every time I send to an address, I'm, I have just this paranoia where I'm just like, right, I'm only going to send the minimum amount just so I got it right. And then I'm going to save the address. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But well, yeah, that's we, a good idea. With, with Ethereum, like yeah, I think I've kind of set myself to like this hundred hundred pound or hundred dollar uh, uh, limit. So I always move around hundreds rather than tens, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Especially especially the last couple of months, like the Ethereum like gas fees have been insane. It settled down for a bit though, didn't it? And, um, yeah. But I know I noticed it started kicking up again um, the closer it got to big payday, as well. Yeah, it was. I paid um thirty five, forty dollars back in I think September, maybe October, and and then it was back down again, and then I heard it was up to fifty, sixty recently. Yeah. Um. Thankfully, I I wasn't making any stakes or end stakes during that time, but you know it it is what it is. If you're in your last little bit and you want to get in, and it's forty bucks, it's it's forty bucks. You know. Yeah. So it's what, it's what you get for uh staking late, which is what what I had. Right. <laughs> so I had um. But the the annoying thing is, I uh, I like, I'll be completely honest. I um, I got into Hex. I didn't really know what it was to start with, but I ended up buying really early. So my first lot that I bought, um, I staked it for you know one day after big payday, not knowing what I was doing, and I've I've made quite a lot on that that stake, um, especially with the fact that it just pumped in value and stuff as well, and. Uh, right. But yeah, all, all I did is as soon as I got the big payday and I unstaked it, I just staked it again. <laughs> so keep that, keep the uh, divs coming in. Yeah. Um, but, I, had, I had one that was ending the day of big payday as well. Once I started making my ladder, <coughs> excuse me, I, I heard Richard say, 
and other guys, you know, don't make that stake for the big payday. Don't make that mistake. But I was, you know, so big on this project that I didn't see, I didn't see a dump coming, you know, and I, and I thought that even if it dumps a little bit, I'll still be okay. And then, and then finally a few days before big payday, I emergency end stake that and I put it out in even amounts for three, four and five years. So it's kind of a bummer, you know, cause I was, I, like I said before, like I was counting my chickens before they'd hatch, you know, I, there was no reason for me to think that I was going to get a four X in three months and experience the pump that the price did, which was a five X. So looking at like a 20 X I'm, I'm paying off my future bills. I'm, you know, thinking I have no mortgage anymore. And I know, you know, my credit card debt, this short term credit card debt that I have, I'm going to be able to pay that off in its entirety. And I got very attached to that idea, you know, and it was <laughs> very attached to it. Yeah. And, it, and you know, I, I'm, I'm a big baby. I'm a big brat. And when it didn't go my way, I wasn't happy, you know, and it, it was difficult for me. And that's why I'm glad, like for Maddie Allen, I talked to him immediately and, and the rest of the Hex community, like they, they broke it down before, you know, before I could lose my mind about it, you know, why this was happening. And it, you got to think about the long-term plan and, you know, it's still, it's still stung though. I mean, and you know thankfully i got to get to a point where i can be very grateful um you know for big payday and for the mechanism that richard built um and it's embarrassing that i get like that you know but that's that's part of my character that's part of me being selfish and egotistical still is um you know it's hard to be humble it's hard to have things not go my way so that was a that was an experience that if it were to happen all over again i wish i'd have a little bit of you know i I was a hundred percent staked and every time I got another little bit of chunk of money, I would immediately get it and stake it, get it and stake it. And I would be in the chat rooms and of uh, Hexo and RG three and people would say, you know, um, I don't want to call them out, but they had some good insight as far as that there's going to be a major dump right after big payday. I'm saving this amount of money for that purchase. And I just thought like, man, these people are crazy, you know, like, <laughs> there's no big dump coming. The shares are only going to get more expensive. And, you know, I'm thankful now because I can still get in at a great price and I can onboard people in my family still at a great price. You know, it was, it was difficult though for like somebody like my dad, I just got in at about a penny. He, I was, I told him about it for the last three months. And when he started to see the level of money that I was making, you know, he started to FOMO in and, um, you know, and he bought it at a cent and, it had already reached a cent and a half. And so now it was on its way down and I didn't know what to say. You know, I, I get kind of uh, shut down and I'm, I don't know enough about the variables to let him know why it would be okay. But I knew that he was staked for one in two years and the price doesn't really matter. So it is, it's tough for, you know, people that are new, people that are maybe ignorant, um, people that are selfish, like, you know, these are real emotions that people go through. And, um, you know, it's just nice. I think if we as a community are, are sensitive to those people because everybody got in at a different point, not everybody was here in the first six months and, you know, we want to keep onboarding new people. And I think the, the community RG three in particular, um, funding Jim Kareem Kareem's a, a superstar. Oh, Kareem was hilarious yeah. on the 24 hour yeah. stream. 
He is he is so so smart and uh, be listening to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean he should he should really do his own show. But th those guys, just as a group, um, you know they they've gone through this before, and they have a great way of putting me at ease and and everybody else. And you know we have a great community that we can iron these things out. And um, you know I don't know anything else like it. It, it reminds me of of the fellowship that I'm a part of and also the church, you know, the Bible study that I go to, I get this like overwhelming sense of love in these places. Yeah. And, and Hex is another one of those communities, you know? Yeah. Well, the going back to what you're saying about buying Hex, like yeah. I, um, to be fair, like even when, if someone bought a penny or a penny and a half, I still don't think it's a bad investment because you're still going to be making daily Hex if you're hundred percent staked anyway. Right. I can I can only see the the value of hex increasing. I I still think, you know, like fifty cent isn't off the table like halfway through next year, if you know what I mean. That would be incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like I I just I've got a feeling like it was I I feel like the market was always gonna dump with the amount of hex that was getting dumped into it on big payday. Um but you know that that just happens. Uh and I from from this point now, like yeah, it's in a bit of a slum. But I can, it's it's sort of like curving off now, isn't it? Like I think Hexo was saying that uh, on his stream just before, um, and it looks like it's just gonna. I reckon it's just gonna go up and up, and people realise what they're missing out on, and they'll just get involved. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what um what what made you get involved in Hex anyway? Who was it that made you get involved in Hex? I think um, my friend Paul. He just asked me if I had ever heard of Hex, and I'd ever heard of Richard Hart. So. Um, I looked at, I was so in the trader mentality and so into, you know, signs everywhere that if, if this happens and this happens, that's a sign. So my friend Paul had, um, experienced a lot of, um, difficulty in something that he experienced in life and in his connection with God is so strong that it's, it's, it's beautiful. And you know, I, I love this guy. And when we were younger, we played hockey together and, you know, used to mess around and fight with each other, make fun of each other. But like, I, I really love this guy. And, um, when he told me that, you know, he, he could have said, have you, have you ever heard of scam coin before? And I would have went out and bought it. So it was just a, 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 a stroke of luck. And after buying my first little bit, you know, I started to watch Richard's videos and, I, I think I'm a pretty smart guy and I like to argue. Um, I'm not easily in awe of somebody and, yeah. and I became easily awed by Richard. You know, his brilliance is, is unbelievable and his, his confidence. What's that? His personality he has a big personality. Yeah. I think, I think he's a he's, he's hilarious as well. Like he, when he, when he does um, streams and that, he just seems so comfortable. And the figures that he just rolls up the top of his head, it's just amazing. Like watching him, and uh, I've watched a couple of interviews where he's just destroyed people that have argued with him about the facts and they just get things wrong. And you can even go back, can't you? You can look through things and just see, yeah, he was right. <laughs> yeah. And it, at the beginning, that's kind of a, a difficult um, hoop or difficult ladder to over, to jump over is that amount of FUD that's out there regarding him and the project. Yeah. So like, thankfully I had enough time to set aside that I could go through a tremendous amount of them. Uh, but Richard's character, 
you know, is, is off putting to somebody like my mom, one of my friends that wanted to onboard. And then if you mix that with the, the amount of FUD that's out there, um, they easily just pass over it. So I feel like I'm very lucky to get in at this point because I see through, you know, the crap and I know how, when I, you know, when I see somebody that's as smart as Richard, I want to be involved in their project. And just because he's a little rough around the edges and uses some words that maybe I wouldn't, wouldn't choose to use, it really has nothing to do with, with the mechanism that he built. So um, I'm very grateful, you know, that for everything that the, all the different pieces that, that put me into hex, it's um, I certainly me don't mean to talk bad about Richard. It's just the, you know, he, he's a polarizing figure, you know, yeah. you, you either love him or hate him. And uh, thankfully I'm on the side that loves him. And, um, you know, I'm very grateful to, to be involved in hex and, not just because of money either, you know, like Maddie and Alan, I, and I talk about my mental health is in a better place. Um, I'm open to, you know, using this idea of programmable money to better my spirituality, to better my physical being. Um, just last week, Maddie and I talked about Omega threes. Uh, I started taking Omega three, six, nine. So, uh, he's a adamant believer in the, 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 the capabilities of that particular molecule and what it can do for mental health, mental illness. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying it and my, the hardest part for me is just routine and getting, you know, sticking to it. So I just started it yesterday, but, uh, you know, I'll give everybody an update in a month, two months, three <laughs> months, but this, um, Maddie's Maddie's brilliant too. And, um, you know, when somebody like Maddie gets inspired by somebody like Richard, you know, that's when we have like these real explosions of ideas. And, um, you know, it's amazing what's to come because of this. It's not simple, but I'll call, I'll call it simple. The simple financial invention is going to have exponential mental, spiritual, and physical uh, positive effects on this world. And it was really cool to see Richard, you know, in the 24-hour stream when Maddie was talking to him. Um, you know, Richard was surprised by stories like mine and like David Fader's, you know, that's not something that he ever thought about, you know, about this being a tool for mental health. So, um, that's a surreal moment for me to, to have maybe been the one that inspired how Richard feels, you know, regarding that, because as, as a tool that he's made help save my life, um, I can imagine in my 12 step program, I, I want to share the way I do in there because I want to get very good at it, very comfortable. So that way when the future guy walks in the door that it's his first day, you know, I can go up and welcome him and I can give back to him like my sponsor gave back to me. And it's just, it's really cool that Richard's opened the door for a community of um, very eccentric, creative, very life people, you know, to all come together and, and start to create and, you know, this is just the beginning of that. It is, yeah. It's uh, it's it's like I said before, it's amazing community. Um, I saw the from the twenty four hour stream that there was uh, a group from met up. I think last week. And there was, was oh yeah, yeah yeah. And have you seen all the photos? Of, like, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Everybody's a little hard on RG three, but they are funny. <laughs> they are funny. I had no idea dollar cost was so tall. <laughs> and, uh, and then they made some ones where RG3 is, you know, really tiny and somewhere he's really tall, like the yeah, standing on that little platform, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. 
Oh, I saw it on Twitter and that was just hilarious. Um, cool. So I don't really know what to. Yeah. Um, Ziff, so what what would you say are your long term goals, sort of with Hex and for the future of investing? I, t- I take it you've you've stopped trading because I stopped trading as well. Um, it's kind of a losing game, really. Yeah, I did stop trading. I even um, I don't even actually own ETH right now because I bought ETH because I'm used to it. Because I would buy it, hold it, whenever my seven day window was up, you know, get some hex with it. But this time, um, not that I saw the dump coming because it was happening as I paid notice to it. But um, I don't even own ETH right now. I got out of ETH the day before Thanksgiving as it started to go down and I just have USDC. Um, I'm not even comfortable really holding anything right now, you know, because yeah. it's because it is so short term. So um, my my um, what I'm going to do in the future with Hex and this is like, a, you know, like I should say before, none of this is financial advice. This is just what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a I have a nice staked out ladder for one to ten years where there's a pretty healthy amount that comes out once a year. Um, in retrospect, I wish I would have done it multiple times per year just to stay more involved with it. Um, and then I have a weaker years eleven to fifteen. Uh, I was able to to stake a tremendous amount with the five hundred thousand hex that um, Ski Cat donated me. So now my years ladders one through 14 are really strong. And uh, what I'm going to do going forward is I'm going to dollar cost in like dollar cost crypto and, and Hexo, you know, talk about um, and how I'm going to do that is every week, send a little bit of money into Coinbase. If it's $10 that I can afford a week, then that's what it'll be. When I get, you know, a hundred dollars, I'll buy some hex with it if the price is, is right. Um, and it, I don't really care too much where the price is because like we talked about already tonight that, you know, anything under a cent, a cent and a half to me is a great bargain. So yeah. I'm trying to get in as quickly as I can, as much as I can, but just for, you know, for conversation's sake, if it were to jump up to a penny and a half tomorrow, uh, I would still be getting in the same way. I would still be trickling in and I would make all of my stakes now that I have the comfortable ladder that I do from one to 10 years, I would focus only on 11 through 15. And mostly I'd love to go five, 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 five all the time. Um, And I certainly don't want to be the one to recommend not to do that. If you look at the charts, there's quite a a glacier forming, you know, an avalanche at that, at that point. So um, I would like to, to be having my stakes and, not when there's a lot of other, you know, huge liquidity about to come on the market as well. So yeah. I do, I do plan by looking at those charts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you got a question there. Okay, cool. Um, where did you get the badass chair from? I, I, I actually for, uh, purchased all the furniture in my house at auctions. Um, so I got, I furnished my entire house, which is, Two floors, thirty six hundred feet. I uh, furnished everything for seven seven thousand dollars. So uh, these chairs, I got. There's, I have two of them. There's one right here. I don't have. Uh, I can show you guys quick. I have a the setup so that I can be on. But I usually have two chairs 
if I didn't put the lamps and the tables like this, they're at the end of my living room. So, uh, you know, this is my living room. <laughs> and the chairs that I'm sitting in are $245 each at auction. And they're, you know, hand carved. They're almost 100 years old. And most people don't like them. Um, you know, most people, yeah, not, I mean, in the crypto community, it's, I've gotten very good feedback, but, uh, my friends and family, they're not, they're not a huge hit for us. So my wife and I, thankfully we, we like this style of furniture and, you know, it's a, it's a big comfortable chair. So it's, it, you know, I love it, but it's, it's funny that I, you know, I didn't, I was worried about coming online and where would I sit? What would I have behind me? And I, I did my Bible study. Uh, one night in the chair here and like everybody gave me such good you know jokes about it that I was like wow maybe I should try this for for going online so you know it was later that night that Maddie and Al and I went on for the first time and the first comment that we had on our live stream it was just a test was Richard Hart and Richard called out the chair he said nice throne so I was like all right I guess this is this is it that's a good way to be welcomed in <clears throat> Oh man, I need I need to get me get myself one of those chairs. I need to get some better lights. Yeah, <laughs> I well, about the light behind me. <laughs> I just I just took my regular lamps and and put them close to me, you know, um, so just so it can light light me up like that. And and you know, talking about debt and finances, um, you know, I I've bought um, new furniture before. And, all the different brand stores that you can think of and it's it's junk um most of it's junk so there's a lot of handmade furniture in, in the united states especially i'm in the northeast um there's a lot of it here and you know you can go down, down to different auction houses and they'll have estate sales where somebody you know it's 180 to 100 years old has passed away and the furniture that they've had their whole lives they're, they're selling it all in one place and it's amazing the deals you can get. So I got my washer, my dryer, everything that you can think of in my house has come from somebody else's house. And, you know, I think that's a great way to, to save money. Um, you're buying a better product. You know, this thing is, this thing is unbelievably made. It's unbelievably heavy. I'm going to have it for the entirety of my life. And, it, <laughs> and it's already been through somebody else's entirety of their lives. So yeah. eco-friendly as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I do the same thing with clothes, too. I mentioned the other night uh, when Maddie and I were on, I, I believe that uh, I buy clothes on eBay. I buy Tommy Hilfiger sweaters and, you know, things that used to be $150. I buy them for $15. And there's just that mental um, aspect of getting over, you know, buying used. Like, I, it's just the way to go. You know, I, I wish I would have been able to do this at a younger age and save even more money. But yeah. <laughs> I wanted to share that, you know. <laughs> I got um, yeah, I know quite a lot about eco-friendly stuff because my uh, my other half runs um, an Instagram channel and does reviews, and she's called the Eco Bee, and she, nice. she does quite a lot of stuff there and reviews of products and everything. Um, so if anyone wants to check her out, uh, the Eco Bee on Instagram. Um, awesome. But uh, yeah. Um, what yeah talking about advice and uh for debt people in debt and people that are wanting to get into crypto um getting back onto that subject 
what what would you suggest um for someone who's new someone who doesn't know what they're doing um they don't know how to invest they don't know how to even get onto the first platform is there like people you would recommend for them to watch first or is there um certain things that you've learned from yourself um on ways that you shouldn't do things and ways that you should do things um, yeah and how how to just start off um so say if you you've got 100 pound you're just going to hex like how how would you do it or how would you tell someone to do it for the first time um i would be careful giving anybody any advice right but what i did i'd recommend to myself if i were having a conversation with myself right so yeah. everyone's position is different and i was at a very low point in my life and I thought I really just wanted to put my money in a place that I knew was going to be around in a long time. And why I invested in cryptocurrency is when I was investing in the stock market for the short time that I was, I was trying to think, all right, the market dumped back in March. You know, everything was a great price. You almost couldn't go wrong. What's going to be the next emerging market? Well, it's probably going to be marijuana is what I thought because I love marijuana. And I, you know, they're starting to have stocks with it now. Like that's what it's going to be. So I put my money into a marijuana stock that as soon as I bought it, just started tanking. And so then I started to watch the patterns of, of other things like Amazon and Apple and Google. And I started to realize that if I could trade in and out of these things, maybe I could make a little bit of money. Now, the thing is like everybody can do that on the short term. There's no doubt about it. Like you can on the short term, make a couple lucky moves and make yourself a little bit of money. But the chances of those moves continuing on the up and up for you, for me, were astronomically slim. And so if, if I had $100 and I didn't know what to invest it in and I was watching this show right now, I'm clearly only going to say hex. I'm a hexagon. I'm 100% staked. If I get a little bit of liquidity, it's it's getting staked. So, uh, you know, I'm and where did I gather my information from was Richard Hart. You know, I watched his videos on YouTube um, and and then I started to Google just hex and then I found hexologist. Um, I started to watch hexologist daily. You know, and, and I love hexologist. He's charismatic. You know, he's great for the community, he centralizes everybody so we can all communicate on a daily basis, which is an unbelievable feat for him to do. And yeah. the information is is incredible. Um, and then I have Discourse Syndicate is where, I, is where I got in next with RG3 and Dollar Cost, Funding Jim. Um, I don't want to leave anybody out. And so, you know, there there's a, a, a crew of guys that, are getting together every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night. And tonight is the hangout. So at 10 o'clock tonight, my time, which would be 3 a.m. your time. Um, yeah, I think that's about right, yeah. Is, is going to be Discourse Syndicate Friday night hangout. And that's where RG3 lets, you know, anybody from the community come hang out and be on screen, be live, stream live with them. And a lot of this stuff is um, maybe a little bit higher level now. But the community has realized that we want to make sure that uh, we can onboard newcomers easily. So I would say that if if you just go like the same route that I went, I invested a small amount of money in Hex. And then I did a lot of research. And because I was very uh, attracted to the project and to the creator and the community, 
I knew that that's where I wanted to put my money. So um, I wouldn't be able to tell anyone to put their money anywhere other than Hex because I don't, I don't do that. All yeah. of my money, all of my, um, my future what, retirement, whatever you want to call it, anything that I have in the future is, is going to be in Hex. It is currently and you know, for the next 15, 30, 45 years, however long I'm alive, I'll continue to make these 15 year ladders. Nice, huh? Um, yeah, I'll be doing the same as well. Cool. <laughs> Getting those going from from now on, because I've got the I've got the one, two, three, and four years stakes. Um, but yeah, from now on, it's all just as long as I can do it for really. Um, I might do a few more that are just like around the ten year mark, I think, uh, just because that will be my forty first birthday. So that'll be something to look forward to. Nice. But, Apart from getting older. <laughs> yeah, and um, I don't know if anybody saw Firebun's tweet today, but Firebun is working on something on, for the Staker app that's okay. going to allow um, a one-click ladder. So the gas prices are prohibitive maybe if you're working with tens of dollars at a time to maybe make a ladder. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But mm. with the, the new innovation that Staker app is bringing, perhaps one fee to create multiple stakes um okay. and that's in the works now so there's you know there's no fiat on ramp directly to hex he also mentioned that that was being worked on as well so um you know when firebun and steph they're the creators of hex.live the staker app um hex.vision those are three incredible resources for the community to use so yeah. just you know to get back to if, if somebody was had a hundred dollars a hundred pounds um take a look at the resources behind the community that you're investing in, you know, the, the tools, um, hex is the most transparent cryptocurrency that there is. And it's, it could be almost to a point of fault almost, you know, because it's so transparent. It's like, what is, what is there possibly, how can you game the system? How can I, you one up it here? You can't, um, you know, we don't need to, it's, it's just, we're just starting out. Uh, but utilize those tools because, like I said, the only thing that you should be aware of is when different stakes end, it would be nice that if your liquidity came out at a different time than, than a massive amount of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's one thing that I would say is uh, there's been a lot of copycat hex come out at the moment. And I'd really recommend people not to go towards those. Because I've heard quite a lot of bad things about people getting scammed out of those. Yeah, I know in one in particular, I don't, I won't say the name, but um, you ha it took a snapshot on May 28th. If you owned Hex, it would give you a one-to-one -one ratio of that particular coin. Um, and then I, the little bit of research that I did on it was people saying, you know, I forget what the what the quote is, but not your keys, not your crypto, you know, something yeah, like yeah. that. So um, I'm not sure exactly how those snapshots are done. If you're giving access to your wallet. It's really beyond my comprehension, but um, there's always going to be, um, I think co coffee or crypto coffee said it last night. I tuned in for a little bit on his show. There's always going to be a Pepsi, you know, to Coke. So yeah. there's always going to be somebody that tries to come up with something because Hex is a viable, successful product. How, how could somebody not try and copy that? Exactly. Um, yeah. What separates Hex from, any of the 
you know, wannabe hex coins is our founder and then our community. And, you know, that first mover um, at advantage that we have, we are a community of very creative uh, people who are online. We're supportive of one another, you know, like tonight, Hexo, you know, put his audience into, into this chat. I mean, that's amazing. You know, he doesn't have to do that. I'm not paying him to do that. I just, you know, let him know we were going online and, and that's what he wants to do. And discourse is the same way. They, they support everybody in the community. And, you know, if you go on Twitter, there's a lot of people that hate the hex community that hate hexagons and, yeah. um, you know, negativity in the hex community doesn't exist within itself. There is no hexagons fighting with one another. There is no, even Nagabo, um, you know, came out and was disruptive to the community and discourse had him back on. And, you know, now Naga's out, you know, chilling hex. And, um, I think it's, it's, I think it's because there's nothing else like it. You know, there, there is no other community like this in the world for anything um that i've ever been a part of yeah and that's that's what's attractive to me yeah it's so it is so positive and there is especially especially on twitter there's it's everyone's not only does uh, the hex community give out good advice and they help one another especially like as you said earlier with that five hundred thousand hex donation that you received um you know they they just know how they have fun on twitter as well they don't it's like not a serious place to hang out so if you are having a bad day it's like you can go on there you can listen to d live you can go onto twitter and you can relax as well and but you're also talking about you know important stuff as well and finances and i think it's, it's great to have that mixture of just being able to sort of chill out chill out and tune out but as well make good financial decisions with i think that's really good yeah um, but uh, yeah, so where where do you think the future of crypto is going to go then? Um, do you think it's going to get taken on mass adoption or? Yeah, I think it will. But I, you know, my speculation is it's going to take longer than a shorter period of time to do that. It's um, the fiat on ramps are unreasonable. The there's a leap of faith that goes into putting your um, cash into a digital product which yeah. my background you know i'm a web developer i'm a recording engineer i work on a computer most days all day so it's it makes sense to me you know um i was around in 2009 when bitcoin came around um, as a drug addict i was certainly made aware of bitcoin you know and i thought that's all it would ever be and i think it still has a stigma of that to get over which it's it's you know, gotten over quite a, a huge hurdle with that. Yeah, but, I, don't, um, I don't see why that. I don't see why that. Because <coughs> you you look at, you know, you look at drug trades and stuff like that. It's like, what is the most common currency that's ever used for drug deals? It's the U.S. dollar, right? And it's right. it's like people can say that about Bitcoin that it's been used for that, but it's like you know you can't you can't separate the two. They can be both be used for it, right? Uh, but yeah, I, I had heard. Um, that all of the all of the cash in the united states is actually sprayed with cocaine liquid cocaine because of um i forget what the reason is now but like you can test any dollar bill and you'll get you'll get actual cocaine on it and i used to think that was because of people you know partaking in it and through the method of a dollar bill but 
then come to find out that there's some other larger reason uh, for that, wow. perhaps, which, which yeah, I'm failing to remember right now. <laughs> yeah, and then Bitcoin, I thought, was an, an anonymous currency. You know, So if I'm going to go buy these drugs on the dark web, I'm going to use this Bitcoin. No one's ever going to know. And then come to find out years later, I, thankfully, I never did. Uh, but come to find out years later, every transaction is on the blockchain and everything yeah. can always be seen forever. You know, so that's <laughs> that was quite a... Uh, was it last month, uh, all that Bitcoin move from Silk Road, I think it was? I think it got seized, didn't it? Um, I'm not sure when that was. I did hear about it, but my, my time frame is a little tough. Yeah, sometimes from... yeah because of COVID, my, like, what day of the week it is, it's completely gone for me. Yeah. <laughs> there was today that the Chinese government seized $4.2 billion of cryptocurrency. Did you see that? No, I haven't seen that, no. Which is approximately 1% of all crypto. So um, they, China. They, they got 1% Bitcoin, 0.73% um, of the Ethereum in the world. So that's, uh, you know, somebody said on Twitter, I don't know if it was Johnny Chaos or maybe it was Richard, uh, said that they should burn it. You know, just like they do with the drugs when they seize them, because they're just going to end up dumping it on the market, and it's going to be terrible for pricing. And yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's a lot of crypto coming out of China in the past twenty four hours. It's I don't know how much that has to do with the current dump that's happening right now either. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, that's a good point. I haven't heard. I didn't hear about that, but that is a very good point. Um, I'd, uh, one of the stories I've been looking at was uh, apparently Venezuela is a uh, using cryptocurrency to trade with other countries at the moment because of the hyperinflation got yeah I saw, I saw that today too i don't know much about it but go ahead yeah they've uh so i haven't, I haven't read too much into it but apparently this year alone they've released two new banknotes which is a twenty thousand pound note and a fifty thousand pound note just to keep up with hyperinflation wow so <laughs> it doesn't look too good over there yeah um yeah, that's tough yeah, I, I think it's getting. I think uh, Bitcoin is, and well, cryptocurrency in general is getting more um, taken on, especially with uh, like crypto card. You know, uh, the CRO and MCO card. No. Uh, so, like this, this one. Have you seen that before? No. No. Um, so with this one, it's uh, what you spend on it, you get rewards back in crypto. You get to pick your crypto. Uh, no, so what? So what happens is um, you can you load your card up, and then when you can spend it in shops, um, and then you get two uh, percent cash back in cryptocurrency, which goes onto your card. Um, so you can then sell it into ETH or Bitcoin or whatever you want to sell it into. Oh, is uh, it its its own crypto that's unique? Yeah, it's um, CRO. I think it's the fourteenth or sixteenth biggest crypto at the moment on the market. Oh, okay, but. Um, yeah, I've been using that quite quite a lot, but I feel that's a, quite a good introduction. For <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's uh that's capitalizing on a good market, you know that's for sure. I don't know yeah. if something like that is available here in the U.S. Have you heard that it is? I, I think it is. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think. Okay, it is. cool. Um, I know Hexo just said something the other day about a card. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I think there is a couple. I think there's a couple of them out. Um, I can't. The names of them are gone at the moment, but yeah, there's a. I think there's a couple of them out. You get Spotify for free on it and stuff like that as well, and they pay you that back in CRO. That's but pretty cool. I I put all mine into Ethereum, then put it straight into Hex. So. Awesome. <laughs> that, was, 
<laughs> so that was like hundred hundred dollars free there. I was like, nice. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel bad telling everyone to get a credit card at a young age because the ability to not spend money on it is very difficult. So yeah, um, you know, I I guess what I learned is that it worked for me because I didn't never got into trouble as a young guy um, until I became a you know an opioid addict. So um, I guess, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Um, I don't want anybody to go out and open a credit card and then, you know, find themselves into, into heavy debt like you were talking about. So, yeah, no, that's, that's the reason why soon, when I saw you on that 24 hour stream, I was just, I got to talk to this guy because I want to I wanted to do um, a little stream for myself. And I, I saw, saw you talking about it as well. And I was like, I can sort of relate to this guy already on a slight level. But your story is a lot more exciting than mine um <laughs> but uh yeah I, I i just think it's it's a good story to just say like you know you don't you don't need to go out and get a credit card like at a young age if you can start investing and to save for a future that is a good start and a, it's a good direction to go in um rather than just getting a credit card and later on down the line you know you get you get all these fancy offers of a year's no interest two years no interest and they try and lure you in with that don't they and then as soon as that comes along and you need to pay that interest along with paying off the minimum balance as well, you're, you're stuck and you're in a hole and you need to sort of figure out how to do that each month and work yeah. around it. And it, it, it eats at you. And I just, I, I think it's something that needs to get talked about more. Um, yeah. And, and they're not always going to be there for us either because of what right. just happened with COVID. I've been flipping my balance to 0%. Um, if I have, four or five cards that I can do that with. I'll, you know, some have a balance, some don't. I'll transfer it over for a 3% fee, carry it for 0% for 12 to 15 months. Yeah. Um, and I get in the habit of that, right? So I get in the habit of floating this huge pile of debt. And then something like COVID happens, the banks are in, you know, trouble, even though they're getting bailed out. And then they shut that faucet off for me. So yeah. then all of a sudden when I'm actually unemployed, um, you know, down on my luck, isolated from COVID. All right, well, thank God I have all this open credit with all these different banks because I've been doing what I was supposed to be doing and building my credit my entire life. And I've never had a late payment, not one time. I have an excellent credit score. I have no problem, right? And I have, um, you know, with one bank in particular, Bank of America, I have a, a large amount of open credit with them. I have multiple car loans that I've gotten through them. Um, but they were the first ones to shut down a program like that, you know, yeah. not even to not even offer it at all. And so it is, um, you know, they're not our friend. That's for no. sure. And it's a slippery slope it is because you, you get comfortable spending on those cards as well. That's oh, the yeah. other thing. Cause you're just like, I've got the money on there. I've got the money on there and you try not to think about it. And then it's only when it becomes a natural problem is when it, that's all you can think about. And I found it, I found it really hard at night to sort of switch off and not think about it. If that makes sense. So yeah. I'd always, I'd always, I'd always be thinking away of how do I pay this off? How do I get this down quicker? And you, you, you can't turn off and you, you go down and there's, there's quite a lot of people um, that I've spoke to, which they said their health has deteriorated because of the death, um, death because of debt. Um, and yeah, it's something that needs to get talked about a little bit more. And the banks are kind of irresponsible with what they do anyway, lending it out. But I, I, I definitely see crypto as a way forward to helping people 
not go down that hole. And so I, I started, um, my brother had a, he had a little boy um, last year and I've got a Tron wallet open for him and I've just got some crypto in there just building up for him nicely, just in case. Awesome. Um, so I started that up for him. Uh, so I think it will be the way of the future. It's, it's got to go that way. Um, the banks I, can't sustain what they're doing. I think that's a beautiful idea for us all to do things like that. Like if we have nephews and nieces, um, you know, you just said it and RG3 does it for his kids and for his nephews and nieces. And I'm inspired to do that. If I'm going to give a Christmas present, I'm, I love uh, Christmas time, but I, like yeah. the whole present giving and receiving is not my favorite. Um, yeah. but something like that is different. You know, it's, it's like, I'm going to give you this thing. Now you, you're going to have to have faith in the future that it's going to be worth something. And then really it's like a lottery ticket yeah. <laughs> that, w- that will pay off, um, in some way. And why, you know, why people play the lottery is just like, it's worth my dollar to think about for 10 minutes. What if I had enough money to not worry anymore? And it's like that little bit of time that you pay for. And this is much more than that. You know, you're giving someone if you a five thousand five hundred fifty-five day stake, uh, that person can, you know, think about that for the years to come, and you can keep dollar cost averaging into it, keep putting into that small yeah. amounts. And I mean, that's that's a beautiful idea. I really like that. Yeah, I, I, I uh, with the presents and stuff like that, it's you know he's he's one, so you know I could buy him some plastic toy which will get thrown away next year and i just didn't i don't see the point in it and right um i just thought i thought this would be a bit better a better way of going around and you know if if it doesn't start going out i keep an eye on it but if you know if it doesn't go the right direction you you can cash it out into usdt or whatever to keep holding the value if things do start going wrong right so i think i think it's a good long-term long-term solution of getting around sort of well not getting around presents but you are offering them something still so well, we, we, we talked about, um, you know, I won't go too much into detail, but like Venezuela, um, what the United States and the IMF have done throughout the world is go to different countries and exploit them by taking advantage of their leaders, offering their leaders um, tremendous amounts of money to take advantage of their natural resources. And somebody like Venezuela, the reason that they're experiencing hyperinflation is because of that. They've had uh, economic hitmen come in from the United States, possibly the UK and cahoots and, you know, spread this across the world that now everybody's paying up this to this system that only benefits a few. And, you know, I think that more people are going to be educated to that fact as time goes on. And then because cryptocurrency is potentially, um, an alternative to that function, then I think people will really start to utilize it at that point. So yeah. I, I think we have a little ways to go before mass adoption. And I'm just hoping that there's not any regulatory uh, infrastructure dropped on us in the meantime. You know, it's I'm, I'm a little worried here in the U.S. what's going to happen in the next four years. I know that there is a, I forget what it's called, but it's like a um, capital gains sort of tax. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a special real estate tax that you used to be able to buy a house and flip it and make some money. And now there's the potential that there's going to be a special tax put on that. Wow. So it's not the, it's not the same. Um, it's not the same as anything that's been around for a little while, but it, it has been out before. And so I, I don't know if that's going to be adopted to every cryptocurrency trade that was made. Yeah. 
if we had to pay a 35 to 40 percent tax on any profitable um trade you know that's that's a lot so that is a lot yeah that makes it not even near, well you'd have to make a lot for that to be worth it wouldn't you yeah and and i don't know the ins and outs i'm certainly not a tax expert i know with a, a, a security you have to hold it for more than a year in the united states and then um then it's a different tax you know bracket when you cash out so i i know that i'm going to have to learn before february march what the in intricacies are for crypto uh so it'll be interesting what i learn in the next six months but <laughs> i use i use the i use the hex community a lot uh wendy's for tendies um forget who else but there's people that have that have helped answer my questions regarding that you know there there is going to be a tax um i thought that basically any money that i made inside crypto i was going to get in it and get out and not have to pay taxes on it but that is certainly not the case so if it wasn't for the hex community i wouldn't have known that yeah um oh i forgot what i was gonna say um yeah going going on about what you were saying about the effects that you've got in america in the uk um i think our national debt has tripled i think just over the covid period wow uh, I know that there's there's been talks about um, taxing crypto here as well. Uh, when I think I think it'll be for when you put it into your account, you have to claim it about at the end of each year, each tax year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how tight they are on that, to be honest, but it's something that I'm going to start looking into as well. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, this COVID, this COVID situation has kind of uh, messed a lot of people around, but. It did also bring dips as well as a uh, when COVID hit crypto became a well bitcoin became a really nice price to buy at <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> I, I wish instead of that marijuana stock that i purchased i would have thought about bitcoin you know it was about six months later five months later that i had the idea of crypto and yeah i missed i missed the boat on that one <laughs> well you know I, to be fair i did look at that and i, I kind of thought that it, it was going to take off um yeah but I have heard I have heard that apparently the UK is one of your biggest suppliers for medical marijuana, which are, oh really I'm surprised uh, I didn't know that I would figure yeah, can... that's just that's just something I've heard I don't know if it's true or not um, wow but I yeah <laughs> um but yeah uh, I don't know I don't I don't know really what else to talk about to be honest kind of well, as, far, as far as the marijuana you know what's not good for it is um the the large businesses uh the commercialization of like cura leaf for example is um consolidating buying all the smaller guys and then what's happened um you know not that i recommend marijuana but when i was smoking marijuana i would i would try to get the most for my money so try to get the highest thc content that i could yeah. and um you know at the dispensaries here it's all some where it's legal like in a state right next to me it's it's legal you can just go buy it it's all fifty dollars an eighth but then it's 60 with the tax it doesn't matter the thc count um then in my state where it's regulated to a medicinal level you can buy uh cheaper marijuana with less thc and so i i always thought that was great because i could you know spend a little bit more if i wanted and get the higher thc content because i have a limited amount each month that i'm allowed so i would go and do that um over the course of the past year i watched kira leaf buy up all these other 
companies and now they're getting rid of all the high content THC. And so the highest that you can get now at the dispensary for the most part is, is approximately 25% rather than 30 or 35%. Okay. And, and they're keeping the prices the same. So, you know, what, what we thought, what I thought was going to be good for the industry to have, um, you know, big money get into it is actually. Oh, wow. Um, Wow, Joe's disappeared. Oh. We talked about <laughs> we talked about you know what my future plan was. I used to smoke marijuana. I used to drink. Um, I buy energy drinks. Um, used to go out to get coffee, and so now just making little changes like that. Like I have a, a Keurig cup maker at home. Um, I try not to buy energy drinks. I don't smoke marijuana anymore. I don't drink alcohol. So if you add up all of that money. Um, I still smoke black and miles, which is like a pipe tobacco and a cigar leaf. And, um, you know, if I can cut those out through taking omega threes, like, like Maddie Allen has challenged me to, to take, um, you know, ideally I'm going to stop smoking too. So adding all that up, um, it's quite a bit of money per year that I could be paying myself, my future self with, and, you know, I'll be healthier. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a win-win. So. Um, if anyone's, you know, trying to figure out how to get some more money to invest, um, just think about the little things like that, buying used, uh, getting a curry cup maker, stopping any, um, any vices you may have, you know, and if you need help, um, I can certainly tell you that 12 step programs work and, you know, they don't, they don't work on their own. You need to get in there and, and work the program and get some help, um, and do service for the community. That's what you know, why I'm here is, um, I love just being a part of what's going on and, and being in communication with everybody because I'm not going to get anything in return if I don't give out. So, um, you know, I'm just thankful to be here. Um, thanks for having me on tonight. And, uh, you know, I look forward to doing some more with you. So, yeah, man, it's been really nice to have a chat with you and stuff. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, by the way, I really agree with the little changes because with, um, I used to when I had the pub and stuff like that. I I used to drink a lot, like every night and stuff like that. And uh, I, you know, I barely well over COVID, I've not spent anything when you know, everything's been closed. And I've actually been able to see how much more I've got in my you know my bank at the end of the month. Um, and it, it does it opens it up to like what you can invest in and what you can do in the future. So I really recommend sort of. Uh, I really recommend keeping an eye on little things that you buy because they do add up. And, uh, I mean, I don't think anybody likes beer more than I do in this world, you know, and uh, I love it. I know it's not easy to, for people to stop or people to cut down, but, um, you know, my life has just been a lot better without it. And uh, the, the surprise of how it can become a, a habit that's fun to one that's dangerous and kill you is yeah. um, it can happen really quickly. So, you know, if you if you need some help, um, there's programs out there. And uh, if you just want to cut down and use a little bit of that money to pay yourself in the future through the mechanism of HEX, um, you know, certainly no financial advice, but that is what I'm doing. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah, I've joined you a little bit with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not heavily involved as that, though, but um, I am involved, which is good. Nice. Um, did, do you want to tell the people where you can where they can find you or um, get sure. hold of you? Yeah, I'm um, 
on Twitter. I'm Hexotic Joe on Twitter. Um, back when, back in August, I I got the name Joe Hexotic. Yeah, where did um, that come from? I was just trying to think of different names that had the word hex in it, and you know Joe Hexotic or Joe Exotic was just pretty big on Netflix during the the COVID isolation period for myself. So my buddies and I really, you know, love throwing back and forth the memes. And uh, I, I love that show. And, and Matty Allen, um, he drew a really cool connection between Joe and I, the real Joe exotic. And I, um, <laughs> you know, he, he's called eccentric, um, you know, very successful at one point to hitting a low, um, you know, having a, addiction problems, relationship problems, uh, problems with the law. So I didn't realize how many um, similarities there actually were between Joe Exotic and, and me, you know, Joe and I, Joe Hexotic. So it was just a name that had Hex in it. And because I could, you know, be another person, I could be Joe rather than, my, you know, my real name. Um, I took to it. Yeah. When I, when I saw your name, I was like, that's good. <laughs> thank you yeah I, I i even thought about getting a wig and getting the shirt and you know coming out like that just being a character in the community but i'm I'm a lot more comfortable as myself uh you, know. you should do it one day you should do yeah it <laughs> maybe surprise everyone <laughs> well i mean with this background too like I, I could see joe exotic sitting in this chair you know doing this so it's not too far off yeah, just maybe some tassels and stuff around it as well. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. Thank, thanks for uh, agreeing to come on to this with me. Um, Absolutely. Thank you. My first one. So, you know, thanks for doing that. Absolutely. I'm going to try and do, I'm going to try and get make this a weekly thing where I come on and just interview other people and get them talking about uh, cool. different things. Um, and yeah, man, I'd I'd love to if you'd come back on maybe a few months down the line, and then um, let's now you get on and talk about hex again, and we can talk about oh. anything that's new or changed, and I think that'd be great. Uh, but any anyone that's looking to get hold of me, um, I'm Crypto Buddy Seventeen on Twitter, and I'm Crypto Buddy on YouTube, and Crypto Buddy on D Live as well. Oh, do you have a D Live as well that you want to put out? I I do have a D Live. Um... But for now, it's just uh, hextherapy.live, which will bring you to Maddie and Alan and I's uh, mental health show, which is on every Thursday um, yep. after the Hexologist. So um, we're doing different different episodes based off of topics that relate to cryptocurrency, Hex in particular, that are uh, Maddie, if anybody doesn't know, is a substance abuse counselor by day. And, uh, you know, I, I bring the... The contrast being the substance abuser who's who's in recovery now. So um, that that URL hextherapy.live will bring you directly to our show on Thursday nights after Hexo. Ah, okay, I might I might uh, jump on that and uh, come say hi to you guys. Cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> cool. Um, well, yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on and having a chat with me. And uh, absolutely. And I'll, I'll see you in D Live and Twitter. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk again maybe in a couple of months, maybe after Christmas or New Year's. See how see how you're getting on. See how I'm getting on. See if I'm still doing this. <laughs> All right, brother. That sounds good. Congratulations on your first show. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you for everyone that came on as well. I didn't expect uh, for it to stay above forty, and you know, and get hit. I think we hit like ninety or something at one point. So that was That's amazing. That's awesome. And thanks, great. Hexo, for uh, 
giving us a shout out on there and getting people to come over. Yeah, thank you, Hexo. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you tonight. And um, our G3's Discourse Syndicate will be in the chat, so it's going to start in 54 minutes. Okay, cool. I'll see you guys there. All right, guys. Thank cool. you. Have a good night. All right, guys. Thank you.